But when it comes down to closing costs, I get this huge bill for several thousand dollars. Yeah. And I don't understand it. And I start to think, well, what are these fees for? Who am I paying? Why am I paying them? Does this make any yeah. sense at all? Yeah. And, and I start to get a little bit nervous. Welcome to Getting Money Right, a show dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom through education and inspiration, so you can be free to pursue your true life's purpose. We are your hosts, Leo Sabo and David Thompson, and on this episode, we're continuing our discussion about refinancing and specifically going into what closing costs and fees are all about, because there's so many of them and they're so confusing that I think it'd be a really a worthwhile effort for us to kind of dissect and break down some of these fees and really help you understand if you do choose to either buy or refinance your house, um, these are terms that are really going to help you as you're going through that um, document that's yeah. really complicated and it just seems like it's, there's so many fees and we just want to break it down and help you through that process. Yeah, this is something that I love, Leo, because you can actually break down each fee, determine what it is, mm -hmm. uh, who's charging it, what it's for, and does it actually make sense? I don't I don't mind, Leo, paying somebody if I'm getting good service. Right. Uh, when I go to a restaurant, I have no issue tipping the server. I, I can see that they're serving me, they're taking care of my food, they're bringing out my drinks. And I'm, I'm grateful that they served me. Right. And so I tip them for the service. Uh, I do the same thing when I get a haircut. I do the same thing when I go, um, I, I don't tip, but I'll, I'll go to a, a car mechanic and they will service my vehicle mm -hmm. and I will happily pay them for that service. Right. But when it comes down to closing costs, I get this huge bill for several thousand dollars. Yeah. And I don't understand it. And I start to think, well, what are these fees for? Who am I paying? Why am I paying them? Does this make any <laughs> yeah. sense at all? Yeah. And, and I start to get a little bit nervous. And so today, we're actually going to walk through each fee. And we're going to tell you, does it make sense? Uh, why does it make sense? And, and what's a reasonable range? Now, we can't tell you what a reasonable range is for where you're at. But we can help give you some more info so you'll know why you're paying a certain fee, uh, if there's any room to move it around, negotiate it, talk it through. Uh, and so I'm excited about this episode. It's going to be very technical because we're just going to go through these different fees and different terms that are inside of the closing cost. So this is really technical. It's really for somebody that's in the middle of refinancing or potentially uh, purchasing their first home. Mm -hmm. A lot of this language will be the same, but it will let you know what you're paying for at closing. And I'm actually going to pull out the documents of what I paid for at closing. Right. And we're going to look through uh, what the terms are, what the definition is, and then what it looks like to actually go through and pay this. Yeah. So I can't wait. Yes. And also for those who are not right now in the middle of this process, you may think, well, this is, doesn't apply to me. Just remember, this is something that will add to your knowledge so that when this does come in your future, which probably will, you'll have the information available. We'll also put the show notes of, for this episode on leosabo.com so you can access all of these definitions and everything we're going to talk about today so that if you do need to refer to it later, just remember, come back to this episode, look at the notes, listen to the podcast, and you'll be able to have that fresh in your mind so as you're approaching that process, it'll educate you and help you go through it with knowledge and hopefully you'll be able to negotiate some of these costs down because they can be pretty extensive. Mm-hmm. All right, so the first thing that we're going to look at is the application fee. So when you go to apply for a loan, mm -hmm. the bank or the lender is going to have to look at that fee. They've got to pay somebody 
to look at your application. application. Yep. And so there's going to be a fee for that. It covers the cost of the lender to process your application uh, before submitting an application. You should probably ask the lender, hey, mm-hmm. what is the fee and what does it cover? Uh, and you know, does it include things like a credit check for your credit score? Uh, does it include your appraisal? Uh, not all lenders will charge an application fee. So it can oftentimes be negotiated, but realize that if you're going to work with a bank, they're going to pay for somebody mm-hmm. to look at all of your paperwork. And that's where this application fee comes from. Yeah. Another one is appraisal fee. Now, the appraisal fee is basically uh, a company that will confirm the fair market value of your home. So somebody will be hired to go into your home and spend probably a couple hours looking at every room in your house, look at every feature, the square footage. Uh, your landscaping, everything to give the lender an idea of what is this house, this property really worth? Because they're not going to loan you an amount of money that is more than what this property is worth because they want to make sure that the value of the home is actually um, more than what they're going to lend to you. So obviously that part of the uh, inspection has to be done. The appraisal will be done. And this fee you will more than likely pay somewhere between 350 to 450 maybe as much as $500. Right. I'm looking at my fees here and it looks like the company that I chose to work with, mm-hmm. what happens is they oftentimes have relationships yes. with appraisers. Almost always. Always. And with title companies and some of these other fees that you're going to see. And so they either get a percentage mm-hmm. of everything you pay to that person right. uh, or they've worked out some kind of deal where they help each other out. And so I ended up paying $550 for my appraisal fee. Uh, I think that's kind of middle of the road, um, but that that was mine. So take a look at what yours is and what they're going to charge. And if you can shop around and find a cheaper one, sometimes they'll let you use your own. Sometimes if it's going to be a middle of the road fee, just go with it. I mean, like, don't, don't make this more of a hassle than it is. I will say this, that $550 fee. I had to pay before closing costs. Right. So I actually had to pay that as I was going through the process mm-hmm. before the before everything had finished, which right. meant that if the paperwork didn't go through for some reason, I was going to be out $550. Yeah. It kind of helps keep you honest in this scenario. Yeah, and there are certain things that you want to do ahead of time. One is the inspection to the property. So when right. you put in a contract for a home, if this is a purchase, then you want to make sure that you inspect that property. You have that period of time, seven to 10 days or so, to get it inspected and make sure if there's anything wrong that it could be addressed by the seller before you actually take it on or that it's negotiated in the price. So part of this is that has to be done ahead of time, but also the appraisal, you have to think that they're going to want to appraise the home before they actually do the paperwork and and say, yes, we can give you a loan. They can't do that until they know that the house is actually worth what you're asking. That's why it's one of the first things that you do and it is something that most of the time you have to pay that up front. Yeah. And I'm looking back through my paperwork and I don't see that I paid an application fee, Mm -hmm. but I have a feeling that they took that application fee and they just buried it into the underwriting fees and processing fees, which we'll get to in a minute. (laughs) So the next one is the attorney fee and the attorney fee pays for an attorney to review all the closing documents Mm -hmm. to make sure that it is all legally accurate, to make sure the names are right, to make sure that it follows the letter of the law. And this is on behalf of the buyer or the lender, they really want to make sure that it's 
all set. It's not necessarily required in every state, but most of these situations are going to require or going to have an attorney fee in there simply because you're dealing with legal documents. And again, oftentimes the lenders already have an attorney they work with. It's a pretty simple, I'm going to say a boilerplate template that they use to go through. So it's nothing massive. I can see on here, my attorney fee was $300 and I can see it was to a law firm that I've never heard of, but it's them working with a law firm they have a good relationship with. That didn't, that didn't scare me. It wasn't weird. Mm $300 makes sense. And so already though, you can hear just in these two fees alone, I'm up to $850 Mm -hmm. on my closing costs. So Leah, what's the next one? The next one is closing fees or escrow fees. And this is paid uh, to the title company, the escrow company or the attorney for conducting the actual closing. The title company or escrow oversees the closing as an independent party in your home purchase. And in some states, it requires a real estate attorney to be present at every closing. So part of these escrow and closing fees, I think sometimes the actual fee that the broker or the lender is charging you is going to be buried in some of these fees as well. Oh, yeah, of course. So one of the things that I recognized, this is years ago that I had refinanced my home. And in doing so, uh, I had contacted a broker. So I was using one of these guys and um, I wanted to get pre-approved before, I'm sorry, it was a purchase, not a not a refinance. I, ha- I wanted to get pre-approved. So he sent me the information based on the value of the home we were looking to purchase. And then he gave me what it's called a good faith estimate. And it included mm. all of these different things we're talking about today and the potential cost for each one of them. Yeah. And after I got it, I sat down with him and I said, hey, can I have maybe 10, 15 minutes of your time? We can sit over a phone call and you can walk me through these fees. I want to know what they mean. Which is a great idea. I love that you did that. And and then the other thing I did is before I actually had to talk with him is I did some research. I just Googled, you know, what are these closing costs? What are they for? Are any of them negotiable? And I just learned a lot about what they are and I learned that, okay, they all get paid, like you said at the beginning, and they should get paid. They're doing a service and they deserve to get paid. What I didn't want is to overpay. Right. And I wanted to see that these, because I didn't understand these fees, I wanted to see if these fees were reasonable, if they were necessary, or if they were just inflated things in order to get a bigger mm-hmm. payday for this gentleman, which again, I wanted him to get good. Yeah. He good, deserves to be paid, yes. but you don't want to get ripped off. Right. <laughs> and and that's the difference between, I just wanted to make sure that I understood what was going on. So I did some research, came to the table with some notes, sat down with him, and we walked through every single one of these fees. And there was one particular fee, it was called an escrow fee. Now, when I bought this home, I had more than 20% to put down. So I didn't want an escrow account. An escrow account meaning I didn't want, I wanted to pay my own taxes, my own insurance. I didn't want the bank to take a bigger payment from me and then set the taxes, the insurance aside in an escrow account. And then when the taxes are due and the insurance is due, they would just pay it for me. I just didn't want that. I wanted to pay it myself. And so I told them, I, I don't want an escrow account. And they're like, well, you know, the fee is $350 and it's for not having an escrow account then. I'm like, wait, you're going to charge me to have an account and you're going to charge me not to have an account. That's ridiculous. I said, I can understand you charging me if I were to have an account because you'd have to set aside a separate account, mm-hmm. have to fund it. You have to make sure that, you know, I'm getting reminders and emails or whatever that, hey, it, you know, it's, it's behind or whatever. And so there's a management of that account. But right. if there's not one, why are you charging me an escrow fee? And it was $350. And I'm like, I'm not paying that. And he just, he kind of stood firm for a moment. And then he realized I wasn't going to budge. And he's like, okay, I'll do away with that. And the reality was that escrow fee, almost everybody gets charged. And I would not have known that that was a fee that I could have asked to be taken away if I would not have done the research. So my point is, 
going through this helped me and educated me enough to be able to knock off a few of these. I still paid a reasonable amount for their services and for the closing costs, everything that needed to be included, but there are some things that you can negotiate. So it's important to understand, especially these kind of things, escrow fees, right. closing fees, like what's a closing fee? Like give me something else, like name yeah, me something me else means, right? so I don't feel like I'm being ripped off. Yeah. So Yeah. And, and so I remember when I went to purchase our home, the first time we bought our home or when we bought our home, and it was, uh, if you don't want us to set up the escrow for you, then we're going to charge you a $250 fee. Right. And I was like, wait a minute, that you're going to charge me so you don't have to do more work? <laughs> exactly. And, and at the time, crazy. it sounds crazy. And, and Leo, I love that you're able to, to say, no, I'm not going to pay that. Uh, if you need to charge me something else that, that is real and authentic, fine. But I'm not going to pay for you to do less work. I'm not going to pay you to do less work. Yep. Uh, now, when I did it, it was my first home purchase, and I, and I pushed back twice and on the third time i just caved and said okay i'll just i'll just pay the the fee and i won't and i'll let you do my own and i'll let y'all do the escrow mm -hmm. and it's because i just didn't i wasn't yeah. fully well educated so so don't hesitate to push back a little bit like leo and say look this isn't something that i that i'm comfortable with paying because all escrow is is them setting aside your insurance money every month and your tax money every month to pay those two bills at the end of the year and you can do that on your own. And I do that with my insurance. Yeah, and yeah. it's a benefit to the to the bank because the right. bank is getting thousands of dollars every year that they get to hold on to for 12 months. Right. And then they release it every 12 months. So, I mean, the bank, literally, if you think about it, if your tax is $5,000 a year, within three months, you've given the bank $1,500 mm -hmm. and they just get to b lend that out to more people right. at a high interest rate right? and they make money off of it. So obviously it's, they're motivated to have an escrow account for multiple reasons. One is because they get to keep your money. Second is because they actually have an insurance that you're going to pay your taxes and, right. and insurance. Right. So there's that as well. But if you're putting 20% down, you're, you're proving you're responsible enough mm -hmm. to handle this. Mm -hmm. And that's my point is this is one of those fees that you just got to keep an eye on. Yep. So I'm looking at this escrow fee inside of my refinance and it was $450 uh, that they charged me to set mm -hmm. up escrow. Mm -hmm. So yep. uh, there's going to be a kicker at the end of this episode on some of these fees, but I want to, I'm giving you the full number up front and there'll be a little discount on the back end. but I want you to hear some of these numbers so you don't feel like way thrown off by them. Yeah. Okay. So another fee is the courier fee. And this fee covers the cost of transporting documents uh, to complete the loan process as quickly as possible. Yeah. And courier fees, um, it, it kind of depends on how quickly some of these things need to get done. A lot of times things can be sent over the mail uh, as long as there's insurance and you're sending it, you know, priority mail and it's not getting lost in the mail. But sometimes you've got to get documents to an attorney really quickly and they're going to add a courier fee in there. Yeah. I'm looking through my files and I don't see any courier fees uh, built into this process. So it looks like I probably didn't end up needing to use a courier at any point in time. My uh, company was in another state. And so we did mail a lot of documents back and forth, yeah. but it looks like we didn't have to pay a courier at any point in time. Mm -hmm. Another fee is a credit report. And this is called a tri-merger credit report is pulled to get your credit history and score, meaning that it, they, they really pull it from all three agencies and they look at everything, make sure they're not missing anything because they're really judging on whether you're somebody that they should lend money to first and foremost. But second, they want to make sure that the credit score that they're getting 
is accurate because they're going right. to determine your rate based on that. So uh, your credit score plays a big role in determining the interest rate. They're going to make sure that they are charging you for that credit report yeah. in order to pull the right records. I already had a credit report. And so I asked the lender, hey, will you not charge me that fee? And I'll just show you my credit report. And they said, no, we're yeah. going to pull it on our own, yep. right? Yep. And it's only $30. I'm looking at it here. It's twenty nine, twenty five. Yeah. It's so insignificant. It's in insignificant in the overall piece of that. Just know you're going to pay for the credit report. I did ask for a copy, though, so I could know what my up-to-date credit report was. Yeah, Why not? That's good. That's good. Another one is an escrow deposit for property taxes and mortgage insurance. And we kind of covered this already, so I won't go much deeper into it. But this is different than the escrow fee. This is for an escrow account. You're often asked to put two months uh, of uh, property taxes and mortgage insurance payments down at closing. And this is what this account is uh, going to provide. Yeah. And really, that's money that's going into your escrow account. Right. So you, that's still your money. Yeah. So it may seem like a fee. It definitely, if you, if it's an extra $2,000, that's going to hit your pocketbook because that's 2000 that's not in your bank account, right. but it is in your escrow account so that when the insurance and the tax fee comes due, it's paid. So you're not actually losing this money, but you need to be aware of this and talk through all the fees in advance with your loan originator because you need to know exactly how much money you'll need to bring to mm -hmm. closing. Right, right. The next potential fee that you might have is if you have an FHA loan, and that is an upfront mortgage insurance premium. Wow, mm -hmm. that's a lot of words. <laughs> an FHA upfront mortgage insurance premium or the UPMIP, the UPMIP. Okay, so we've talked about mortgage insurance uh, or PMI, private mortgage insurance. We've talked about this before. This is a fee that you pay because you don't have enough equity in your home. Right. And so if you have 20% in your home, you probably won't have to pay this. No. Uh, this didn't come through on my refinancing at all. But if you don't have 20% equity in the home, uh, this could be 1.75% of the total loan amount. Wow. Uh, that's a lot. If it's a, a $200,000 loan, uh, you're looking at an extra almost $4,000 here, about yeah. 3,500 bucks. Yeah. And so um, be aware of the up MIP charge. <laughs> uh, and again, Leo and I are always gonna recommend, it's great to put 20% down on your house, uh, save up over time, continue to be content where you're renting or where you're staying, yeah. uh, minimize your lifestyle, do everything you can to have a very low lifestyle, and then save up 20% and get into your home for the first time. So you can avoid this four grand in fees, yeah. uh, essentially, almost $4,000 well, in this scenario. And it actually goes worse than that because this is something that you're also able to roll into the cost of your loan mm, if you prefer. Yeah. Which, yeah. If you're in a position where you're buying a home with an FHA loan, then you're more than likely don't have a lot to put down. Right. I actually bought my first home with an FHA loan. Yeah. Now, I didn't know anything about it, and I was not looking for a house. My sister became a <laughs> realtor, and she's like, hey, why don't you buy a house? And I thought, me, a house? I don't, I'm not ready to buy a house. I don't have any money saved. But my brother lent me the down payment, which is about $5,000. Wow. And that was only supposed to cover about 3% of the cost. Yeah, 3%. That's normal. But honestly, by the time I actually got the loan, the house was, I remember the price of the house was $107,500. And my mortgage was like one hundred six thousand five hundred dollars. Right, like only about a right. thousand out of all that five thousand that I spent on closing and and down payment, all that went into the actual mortgage. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, on, on the actual principal. And my point is that when you're in that position where you're buying an FHA loan and you're not putting a lot down, it's going to be very tempting to roll this cost, this one point seven five percent additional insurance, into the loan, and then you're going to pay this close to four thousand dollars 
over the next 30 years. And then you you're going to pay before. interest on that. Exactly. So you actually end up paying five, six, seven, eight. Oh, who knows how much it right. is at that point. It's just, it's kind of ridiculous. So just be careful. This is one of those things that should almost make you say, well, gosh, that's too expensive. I shouldn't do this. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I hope most people will look at this and realize it's just not worth to pay this much and to get into this kind of loan. Yep. Another fee that you're going to see is for the home inspection. Now, you will likely get your own home inspection to verify the condition of the property and check for home repairs that may be needed before you actually close. So you may not actually see this particular fee in your closing costs, but it will be part of that cost as you're looking to either uh, refinance or uh, borrow initially for the home. Yeah. And I'm looking, when I refinanced, I didn't have to do a home inspection, mm -hmm. but when I bought the home for the first time, I had to do a home inspection. And I'm actually, I pulled it up here and I'm looking at the initial home inspection and all the little pieces that uh, needed to be repaired on the home or inspected and checked out. And it actually helped save me a lot of money mm -hmm. because I was able to go back to the homeowner that I was buying from and say, look, if all of these things need to be repaired, it's important that you either repair them before I move into the home or you reduce the cost of the home. Yeah, so so home inspection them. is a good thing for everybody. Oh, uh, it looks like when I refinance, they didn't require me to get another home inspection. Uh, they may have asked to see my home inspection from two years before. I can't recall, uh, but just Most be aware. Most of the time they don't ask. Yeah, not when you're refinancing. Yeah. The next fee that you're going to look at is the homeowners association transfer fees. Okay, so the seller will pay for this transfer uh, and it shows that the dues are paid and they're current. Again, this only applies if you actually have a homeowners association, mm -hmm. but a lot of times the seller will pay for this if you're buying a home uh, and then it'll tell you what the dues are and it'll give you basically an overview of the financial statement and documents of the HOA. It'll let you know the minutes and kind of the notices of things you should be aware of. But as a buyer, if you're buying a home for the first time and you're gonna look at these transfer fees, review the documents, make sure the homeowners association has enough reserves in replace uh, to avert, you know, future special assessments, anytime where they want to charge you extra for a special assessment, check to make sure that uh, everything looks like it's in place with your HOA and that everything really fits in with the local laws, rules, regulations, and other components of what it means to be in an HOA. So just go through the documents and make sure that you understand it because you don't want to get caught in a situation with an HOA that can be very uncomfortable if you're unaware of what's required and what's expected. The next fee you might see is homeowner's insurance. And this covers possible damage to your home. Uh, and it's usually your first year's insurance and it's all often paid upfront at closing. So this is just a premium you're going to pay anyway, but it is included in that closing cost and it could be significant. That's why these closing costs are several thousand dollars sometimes because it includes these, these bigger expenses. Yeah, if you don't have homeowner's insurance and you're buying a home, mm -hmm. you're gonna pay for a year upfront. Right. And so what you need to do is pay for a year upfront, but then also start saving a month's worth every single month so that when you get to the end of that year, you can pay for the next year in advance. So every year that that's going to come due to buy insurance. You either pay a year in advance or you pay bi-yearly or bi-annually. You pay every six months or mm -hmm. you can pay monthly. But usually if you pay monthly, it's more expensive. And yes. when you have it inside of closing costs, typically they want you to pay the whole year up front. I think the first time we bought our house, it was over a thousand dollars. Yes. 
And you need to be ready for that. You need to be ready to pay insurance that you may have never had to pay before. Uh, renter's insurance is like 12 bucks a month. Homeowner's insurance can easily be 100, 100 200, you know, depends on how big your home is and get crazy. So be aware, uh, not necessarily a fee, but it is a cost to be living in a home. Mm -hmm. uh, the next is the lender's policy title insurance. Okay, so this insurance is to assure the lender that you own the home and the lender's mortgage is a valid lien. Uh, it protects the lender if there's a problem with the title. So if there ever is an issue with who actually owns the home, this insurance protects that lender. Uh, this is why you have title insurance. Uh, I'm looking back through mine and the lender's title insurance was about $721. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a fee you really can't negotiate and get around typically. Uh, they're gonna typically use a title company that they're comfortable with, and so you've got to know exactly what they're gonna be paying in title insurance, and then you've got to realize this is just part of that fee. Uh, usually they're going to get a little kickback from using that title company. So sometimes there's a little bit of wiggle room on the cost that you can negotiate. Uh, but this is a pretty serious part of refinancing or purchasing a home. When I did the title insurance portion of my refinance, I made sure that they used the company that I had had my original title insurance with. Mm -hmm. And it had only been two years since I'd purchased my home. And so there was enough record with that company that they were actually able to reduce my title insurance costs by, I think, $200. Hmm. And so here it says they, uh, they charged me $721, uh, but I made sure they actually gave me a credit, a $200 credit on the back end to refund some of that fee. Yeah. And I got that in writing in advance. And I emailed and I emailed the title company and I emailed the lender and I made sure everybody was in on it together. And because I'd already used the title company just a few years before, uh, they were able to give us a discount, which was great. Yep, that's, that's excellent. So another one is the loan discount points. And this is something we talked about in the last episode. This is the points and this is where you're going to see them in the closing uh, documents. And it's a prepaid interest. It's one point is 1% of your loan amount. And this is a lump sum payment that lowers your monthly payment for the life of your loan because your interest is going to be one point lower or one and a half or whatever you end up getting. So that's what this is where this is going to show up in this paperwork. That's right. The next fee is the origination fee. And this is the fee that you pay to cover the lender's administrative costs. So in order to set up a company that lends money to people, they've got to pay, you know, their administrative team, they've got to pay everybody involved in this process. Uh, it's typically around 1% of the total loan. Sometimes you can find companies that will, are willing to negotiate this. I'm looking at my origination charges and it includes some document preparation for $300, some processing fees for mm -hmm. $600, yeah. uh, some underwriting fees, which that makes a lot of sense to me. You've got to go through the underwriting side of this for $700 and then wire fees of $100 for a total of $1,700. Um, so be aware of what the origination fees may be. Yep. Um, that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Another one is pest inspection. And this is different than your home inspection. The home inspection looks at the structure and all of that. Pest inspection will look for termites, dry rot, any kind of damage to the to this, really the structure of your home that's been done by any kind of rodents. So it's really important to get a pest inspection. Um, termites can be very, very expensive to try to fix something like that. So I, I highly recommend this. It is separate than your homeowner's inspection, but it is something that you can schedule at the same time. That's right. 
Yeah, you've also got the property taxes that are going to be due. So it's not necessarily a fee, but you're going to need to know that at the end of the year, you'll have to pay property taxes. Inside of the fee schedule, there are recording fees. Uh, I can see my recording fee to record the deed, I guess, with the state was $96 here. Mm -hmm. uh, so property taxes and recording fees kind of go hand in hand. Uh, your property taxes, you need to know what the property taxes are going to be that year. So yep. look up what the property taxes are, see what the previous homeowner paid, and make sure that you know what that's going to be each year. Uh, you've got the survey fee, and that goes uh, to a survey company to verify that all the property lines and the fence lines are appropriate. It's not required in every state, but in most states it is. This is usually when you're buying the home, not necessarily when you're refinancing the home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Another one is prepaid interest. Most lenders will ask you to prepay the interest that will accrue between the closing and the date of your first mortgage payment. And there's always going to be about a 30-day delay. So they want you to pay that up front. So then when you get your payment, you, they've already gotten the interest from the time you signed the paperwork to the time that you actually have to make your first payment. Yep. And then there's the transfer taxes. This is the tax that's paid when the title passes from the seller to the buyer. So sometimes there's some taxes that are in there. And so be aware of those. I'm looking at my refinance. And since it was a refinance, we're not moving from a seller to a buyer. So right. they're not going to so be included there. Mm -hmm. And then the underwriting fee, and that goes to the lender to cover the cost of researching whether or not you're a good risk for them. You know, right. should they approve right. you for this loan? And again, I said earlier that that uh, underwriting fee was about $700 for me. Okay, mm -hmm. so I'm looking now at all of my different costs. Let me total up some of these. The origination charges were $1,700. I'm gonna round these numbers, but $1,700 for the origination. Um, I can see that there's a few uh, other fees, appraisal, credit report, flood certification. Those totaled $600. Uh, the services from the title company to set up escrow and make sure the title was right and go through some legal paperwork, uh, that was $1,300. So, so far, that's $3,600, Now I'm looking at the recording fees and a few of the prepaid things that I had to do towards escrow. I had to prepay some homeowner's insurance and property taxes and mortgage. I didn't have mortgage insurance, thankfully. Uh, there's a space for it, but there's no charge. So that money is stuff that went into my escrow. There's another $2,200. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't consider that a fee because technically that's still my money. Right. But I also needed to have $2,200 yeah. to bring into this transaction. That's right. And then I'm looking at the uh, attorney's fees for $300. And uh, I mentioned the recording fees, they're about 100. So all in, when you add everything together, it was $5,600. No, wait, sorry, it was $6,000. But 2,200 of that was my money that I got to keep. Mm -hmm. And so really, you're looking at about 3,800. Right. So then because of the company I had worked with and I had negotiated up front that I didn't really want to pay more than $2,000, uh, they actually applied a lender's credit, hmm. meaning that they chose to write off a bunch of their fees right. to the tune of $2,300. And so it took my $3,800 down to about fifteen hundred dollars, and That's I think good. somewhere between fifteen to eighteen hundred. So my total actual closing costs Less was two thousand dollars, under two thousand dollars. That is really good. But this is so interesting because you look at it and they're charging you here seven hundred for underwriting, mm -hmm. six hundred for you know processing, three hundred for document prep. 
But at the end of the day, they wrote two thousand out of the deal, yeah. which and means they still made money, and they still made money, <laughs> which so, is interesting, right? So we've been giving you kind of middle of the line road numbers where it's like, oh yeah, five fifty for inspection and four fifty for the escrow fee. Like we've been saying that, but realize that all of this is negotiable to the point where I took what would have been a four thousand dollar closing cost and got it for under under two thousand. Right. Um, so maybe. You negotiate up front and you kind of tell them, hey, the most I'm looking to pay is 2000 2500 Sometimes the fees are going to be what the fees are going to be. In different states, in different areas, you know, you might not be able to negotiate everything, but definitely ask. Because mm-hmm. when we calculated all these up, it was over $4,000 in fees and I ended up paying less than 2000 for that. And right. based on, I think I saved like a little over a percentage point by refinancing. I think it was like one point. Uh, not, it was like not one and a quarter, but like 1.125, you know, yeah. just almost yeah. one and a quarter. One and, an and, and so, yeah, one and an eighth. And so when I went through and did this, um, I ended up saving over a thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And so within two years, this was going to be paid off. Yeah. And so it, it just it, it met the that 24 month criteria. It met the 24 month criteria we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. So be aware, look at the costs, uh, always know that you can probably negotiate some of these things. And definitely sit down with your lender and ask, what are these fees? Yeah, I would actually just recommend that when you do finally decide to do this, that you ask for the good faith estimate. That's the statement that they're going to go off of mm-hmm. doing your closing. And they'll have to be fairly accurate with those numbers. It's not like, well, you know, they might be off a little bit. They can be off a little bit, but not a lot. So this will give you a real indication of how much it's going to cost you to close. This gives you the breakdown of what each fee is. So you can take your time walk through them, make sure you understand, and then sit down with your lender, negotiate some of them down if it's possible, and see if they're willing to put some of, some of their own hard-earned mm-hmm. money into it because mm-hmm. you're you're about to take on a 30-year mortgage or a 15-year mortgage or refinance, and you're going to give them a lot of money. So right. um, they can nickel and dime you, but <laughs> you, you should hold your ground as well. Yeah. I think it's a give and take, um, but just it's important to know what these are because when you when you stand on one and say, no, I'm not going to pay for this, like I did with the escrow fee, I just refused to pay for something that they weren't going to do. It was yeah, as simple as that. Yeah, it wasn't really that. a value to anyone. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't a hard sell for them um, because they knew, okay, well, it's not something we're actually having to pay for and he doesn't want to pay. Right. It's something we're not going to do and we just can't get the extra 350 out of him. Right. And they were willing to relent and, and move that. But it's just important to have that information. So a good faith estimate, sitting down with your lender, negotiating some of these really help you go a long way and potentially have a closing cost like David did under yeah. $2,000, which is, I think, a very, very good deal. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so I did, now I'm looking at it. Uh, we had just gotten down to where I had paid 1500 and I just now see that what was not included in that number was the 550 for the home inspection. Yeah. So that brings it up to $2,050. There you go. So that was probably right at about what I paid was 2050 yeah. Again, Still. very reasonable if you can drop your rate by a percentage point or more. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes perfect sense to do. And so uh, now is a good time to refinance. I think uh, so. The rates are low. Uh, it can make sense in any economy. You've just got to go do the math. Yeah. If the math makes sense and you're going to live there for a couple of years and you know that you're going to end up making money on the deal, go for it. But be aware, you're going to have to bring some cash to the deal. Ashley and I had to bring an extra $2,200 uh, mm-hmm. you know, just to put into escrow. There's a few yeah. things that you're always going to have to be willing and ready to do. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you for joining us for this episode. Please uh, pull out your phone right now 
go ahead and rate and review it and then hit the send button and share this episode with mm-hmm. somebody else. Uh, click on the share button, send it to a friend, text it, email it, send it through LinkedIn, share it on your favorite social media platform and tag us in there or add us in on the comments. Uh, we love it. We really appreciate it. I had a friend the other day that uh, put an episode where we had talked about pre-marriage and money and they put it on Facebook and tagged us in it and they said, this was the greatest episode and everyone needs to listen to this before mm-hmm. they get married. When they get into a relationship, you've got to go through and listen to pre-marriage and money. And that's what we talked about. So that meant the world to me. I know, Leo, you appreciate it as well. I think I went back in and tagged you in on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anytime that you guys share the content with other people and you tag us, it just it feels amazing. We yeah. really appreciate it. Uh, please you know, go to leosabo.com and share that with other people. Let other people know what Leo's doing there through the blog, through the free financial tools that you can download. Uh, check out stewardshippastors.com and go over to the book, Jesus on Money. It's coming out soon. You can order pre-order copies right now. You can see a little bit of the heart and the history of that book. And on stewardshippastors.com, you can look at different ways to help build a stewardship ministry at your church Mm. or at other local churches in the area. So we really appreciate spending time with you. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and we look forward to having you join us next time so that together we We can can keep getting money right. It's just important to have that information. So a good faith estimate, sitting down with your lender, negotiating some of these really help you go a long way and potentially have a closing cost like David did, under $2,000, which is, I think, a very, very good deal.